Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. it's time to actually lighten things up and let's discuss something fun like what are we watching i am joined by two of my favorite people writer brian strickland and larry amaros writer extraordinaire friend of the family and my uh writing partner if i do say so myself oh hi larry hello my loves and of course, Sabrina is joining us. Now, Larry and Brian have never met. So Larry, let me just tell you one thing about Brian. Please. He watches everything. He's like, a, like how you and I love reading about crime. He feels the same way about television. Fantastic. So, and I'm Brian, not a snob. I love garbage TV the most. Yes. You're my hero. Right. Look at the group you're talking to. Absolutely. Yes, it's the depth of a skillet. I don't know about anybody else, but I have already finished Tiger King, and I am so excited because I know you guys are all sort of in different places watching yes. it. Joining us is one of the stars, James Garrison. James, how are you? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Good, thanks. Now, you're in Florida, correct? I'm in South Florida, yes. South well, Florida, there's South Florida is still Florida. Yeah, it's nice down here. I'm a little south of Miami, actually. That would be Mexico. No, that would actually be Cuba. <laughs> that would be the Keys in Cuba. Yeah, I'm actually in the Florida Keys. Pretty okay. nice down here, but we're all on lockdown, so it's it's not that great. Okay, so how this show has exploded. How has your life changed so far? Um, I mean, it hasn't really changed. Um, you know, I played a, a little part in the, the whole Joe Exotic deal. Um, really, nothing's changed. You know, I'm getting a lot of hate mail. You know, obviously, uh, you know, I helped the federal government. And people aren't happy with that. But <clears throat> there was a motive behind me doing it. And the motive was, you know, killing of innocent animals. It's basically what got me involved. So, yeah, for those, the, for those, I mean, they didn't dive too heavily into your background on the show, but you have been working with exotic animals for many, many years beforehand. Give us a little of your history. Yeah, I've, I've been around exotic animals for about 25 years. Um, I've been around them a while. I've owned tigers and all kinds of other species. Um, so I'm, I was kind of in, in the animal industry, you know, um, and that's how I met Joe. I met him around 20 years ago. And uh, kind of kept now. He's an, he's an, as we're learning from the show, he's an interesting guy. What about him made you say, like, gee, I want to be friends with this person? Um, I wasn't really friendly, friendly with him. I, I was, you know, pretty much acquainted. So I acquired some animals from him throughout the years, and um, 
you know, we weren't um, friendly. Like we wouldn't go to the bar and have a drink or anything like that. Uh, he, he was a, he was a pretty much a standout guy. You know, he pretty much wanted to be famous his whole life. And I guess now he, you know, his dream came true. So now one of the things I noticed, which was never at least clear to me, and I may have just missed it, your store that you owned, what kind of store was it? You had animals, you had, I saw it in the background once you had toys. Yeah, I have a liquidation. What? Yeah, I had a liquidation store. You know, we sold basically uh, return items and things. And, you know, we had the, the lemur there on display. So that was a lemur that was talked about in the show. Uh, her name's Miley. Um, so she was, you know, she was at the store uh, during the day when we worked. Um, and it's located in Oklahoma, too. Uh, I finally moved out of Oklahoma and moved back to South Florida. And um, that's basically where, where the, that was filmed at. You talk about... You actually say that you, by bringing in the federal government that you were actually doing, so the word you used was noble. What, at which point in your head did something click saying, I can't be a party to this anymore? What was the sort of tipping point moment? Well, when I started, you know, hanging around the park more and more, I would see that, you know, um, he, he, he wasn't a, basically a truthful person. He basically, you know, he always wanted to be in the papers or on the news. So what Joe would do is he would do anything to get his name in the news. So at one point he, he took in some animals. Um, somebody needed some animals place and he didn't have room. So what he did is he went out there and shot five tigers to make space. Oh. And these are, these are animals he raised, you know, they raised from cubs. And then one day he calls them to the fence and puts a gun in their ear and shoots. At that point, I just got disgusted, you know. Why? I mean, why would he do it? Because somebody wanted to pay him to board the other ones? Correct. There was a local, um, there's a local circus that boards animals at his place. And they were coming home and he didn't have cage space. So he basically just went out there and shot some animals. And then, um, you know, there was a couple stories just like that where he'd go out and just kill animals. And he would, you know, he would sell skins. He would sell tiger parts. I just couldn't stomach that. Um, and that's when I got involved, you know, helping the government out. Now, have you heard it all from Carol? From, heard what from Carol? Have you heard from her at all, considering that you sort of foiled the attempt on her life? Uh, no, I haven't. I, I mean, you know, really, you know, I did what pretty much anybody would do. I mean, you know, you can call me a snitch or rat or whatever. It really doesn't bother me. It's just, you know, nobody really deserves to die, um, no matter what the circumstances may be or, or, you know, there's some suspicions raised with her. And, you know, I pretty much did it for the animals, you know. Um, that's why I got involved. Um, and, you know, I, I, you know, I put myself out there on the line. You know, I have to deal with people sending me threatening uh, Facebook messages all day and calling me names and, and picking fun of me, which, you know, I'm thick-skinned doesn't really bother me that much, but, you know, I gave up a lot in life to, you know, to do this. Do you take protective measures for your family now that you're starting to get all these threats? What are you doing to safeguard with the crazies that are out there? Yeah, I'm, I'm you know, I carry a gun. So, you know, it's, it's you know, I'm going to protect my family or, you know, whoever, you know. I don't think any of the threats right now are credible, you know, but people are, are, are making Joe out to be this um, this character he's not. I mean, he, you know, he's 
I guess I'm being sued and the government's being sued um, by Joe from jail and he's representing himself. So it's just a lot of drama. You know, I kind of wish I wouldn't have put myself out there because, you know, um, pretty much my life, I live on a jet ski. So, I mean, that's a pretty nice life. You know, I play in the water all day and that's what I do for a living. And, you know, now I have to deal with all this, you know, you know, the crazies. There's a lot of people out there that are crazy. Do you keep it? Do you keep in touch with anyone from else from the uh, cast? I know a few of them. I know some people that used to work with Joe. I, I do speak to a few of them. Um, those that were, you know, in, investigated and all that stuff or, or part of that, I, I haven't talked to them since the old Joe thing. Have you watched the show from beginning to end? I have not. I have not. Um, I've watched pieces of it. Everybody's told me about it. I kind of really don't care. You know, I really, you know, it's, it's sensationalized. I mean, it's TV, you know, uh, a lot of things were left out that should have been told uh, more of the animals. Give us an killed. example of something that we should know that's not part of it. Well, I mean, people do a lot of different weird things to animals. I mean, there's a lot of people out there that still operate kind of like Joe that kill animals and sell parts. And, you know, um, I did the same thing that Joe did. You know, I did, tiger cubs let people take pictures with them and stuff i did that too i kind of realized you know it's it's a bad business model because you know the animals get big um I, I changed my views i'm not an animal rights activist by any means i support like you know responsible ownership but there are a lot of bad apples out there that, that do horrible things to animals and you know i think it's time to expose them all if you wanted us to know one thing about you that's the real you, not the you that we've seen on the show. What would that be? Well, you know, uh, basically I have a heart for animals. That's, that's my deal. Um, you know, I'm just a normal guy. I mean, I, I really didn't want to get aired on the show. I, you know, I really didn't want to, to put myself out there, but, but you did sit for interviews. Yeah, I did. You know, at the, you know, I, I did, I didn't know it was really, when this whole thing was being filmed, nobody told us it was going to Netflix. Everything was a quiet. It was supposed to be a little bit of documentary about the animal industry. You know, we were kind of misled on, um, you know, Netflix. We weren't told that Netflix bought it or anything like that. We right. And what I'm saying is when they were interviewing you, they were asking you the question. So you had to kind of put it together that this, well, the content was going to be. I mean, trust me, I've been misquoted a thousand times, and I'm saying this with all yeah. respect. You, you, when you're so. sitting being interviewed, you, you go, wait a minute, this isn't what I wanted to talk about. Yeah, I mean, they, they try to trap you up in weird questions and things like that. I, I don't. I was kind of told that the uh, the show is going in a different direction. You know, What direction were you told it was going? See, I was told in my reality show that my mother wasn't going to be in it. So imagine my surprise. <laughs> Who told you that? Who told you that, Lord? Who told you that? <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> it's crazy. I was kind of told that this was more aimed at, you know, it was aimed at Carol Baskin and, you know, exposing her and exposing Joe. But how it looks to me, like, from what the little pieces I have seen, it just kind of glamorizes Joe, which is... Oh, it good. does not. It does not glamorize him. He has a mullet. Nothing glamorizes him. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, Joe, I mean, I think they should have dug a little deeper about, you know, 
the animal killing, uh, the disappearance of animals, you know, and, and a lot of people don't realize that Joe, nobody took the park from Joe. Joe gave that park to a guy years ago, he signed it over to him. So, you know, misconception is like the new guy stole his park. Well, that didn't happen. Joe signed the park over. Joe was trying to defend and keep his assets and, um, you know, protect him from Carol Baskin. And, uh, you know, it's kind of how everybody got drugged into the whole mix. Um, so it, did you ever look at Joe, like when he decided to run for governor and be like, wow, you might as well take the money and burn it on the front lawn. <laughs> yeah. When I seen his presidential campaign and some of his slogans and stuff, I'm like, what is wrong with this guy? Is anybody really going to vote for this guy? And well, he did uh, get 9%. So <laughs> 9% of Oklahoma or 9% of the United States? No, Oklahoma. Oh, I find that hard to believe. I mean, you know, he was never on TV. He tried, you know, he was always making the videos. I don't know if you've seen the videos of him. Uh, basically, his 300 days running for president, the uh, video messages of Donald Trump. Ryan saw it. I did. Do you know, did you know he was polyamorous? <laughs> Shut your mouth. Shut your uh, mouth. He is. He's polyamorous. He's, well, he, he married multiple men. At no, the same not, okay. I think that's called polygamy. Polygamy. Yeah. Here's my question, James. How did he get two husbands? Look at him. Okay, so, three, I mean, Larry. Three. And I have nice hair. Three. Well, here's the thing. I'm going to go ahead and put it out there, and, I, and, I, and I'll pretty much tell you the whole, what kind of sums the whole husband thing up. Travis, that was the kid that, that accidentally killed himself. I mean, he was actually a really good guy. I'd go out there and we'd shoot guns with Travis and stuff. I found him to be a pretty decent guy, but he was hooked on drugs. And Joe supported his drug habits. Joe bought him four wheelers. He was like a grown, a big grown kid. You know, Joe just took care of him. Um, Travis would beg me to take him to a strip bar, but he couldn't do it because Joe would get mad at him. So he swore up and down that he was straight. Um, and John Finley, you know, he's married to a woman now. So, you know, I, I don't know. I think it's more of a business relationship than being husbands. And now is the, is the last one, did they arrest him also? <laughs> no, they didn't arrest him. Um, I don't think he knew much was going on. I mean, every time I go to the park, you know, I've seen the guy once or twice. Joe basically just kept him low key. Um, but he drove the trailer. He, he went on the run with Joe. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about all that. I mean, you know, I don't know. I mean, the last thing I was told was Joe was in Belize, you know, hiding and, you know, he would uh, put those screenshots on Instagram that he was in Belize. Or, right. You know, I, I, lived in, I lived in Florida most of my life, so I knew the watercolor and stuff. So I was like, no, that's North Florida. And well, you say that you say that in the show. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't even see that part. But Oh, yeah. yeah you say, so, I know. You actually say that's not, that's Florida water. Yeah, yeah. I, I look at water all day. So, I mean, I knew it was the color of the Gulf of Mexico and North Florida and Excuse me, he was found, you know, somewhere in North Florida. And I yeah. saw it on TV, you know, he he was arrested and whatever. So, yeah, I mean, he, he's a strange character, let me tell you. Is there a court date set? Uh, on our lawsuit? Yep. Uh, I've only been told that we've been sued. I haven't seen anything. I mean, I don't really think it's going to make. I think it'll be thrown right out. 
you know, unless the publicity, you know, people are starting to start all these accounts for him. Maybe he hires a lawyer. I don't know. You might have a GoFundMe account. Y'all don't know. You might yeah, have I heard, a that, court I heard the rapper Cardi B was going to start him a GoFundMe account. Yeah, uh, that came out this is. week. Yeah, I think what the deal is, is people hate Carol worse than Joe. So they would like to see Joe freed and Carol in prison. That's what I'm taking from everything. That um, sounds very chauvinistic to me. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, the animal people bring out, there's, there's a, a group of crazy people. I mean, I guess we're all a little bit nuts, you know, if we possess tigers, you know, as pets. You know, it makes us all kind of nuts. You guys saw what happened to Siegfried and Roy. Y'all might want to take a page from their book. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, friends of the now family. It's unemployed. Yeah. Friends of the family. Well, James, we are so appreciative that you took the time to talk to us. Uh, oh, anytime. Best of luck. Stay safe from the crazies and, more importantly, from uh, the coronavirus. Yeah, and uh, just, just a heads up. You know, I, I used to love watching your mother. Oh, thank you. All right. Well, thank you. Now, Mary and Brian, okay. what else are you watching? We'll start off with the garbage. Vanderpump Rules. Okay, well, Brittany and Jax, who are the sort of the main characters, they got married because Brittany is from Kentucky. She comes from a very strict Bible Belt Southern Baptist family, and they spent four episodes in this wedding in Kentucky. But the controversy was that the preacher has been spewing some anti-gay slurs. Ah. I mean, you you have to know your audience. You can't have the Vanderpump Rules cast in Kentucky. Right. Exactly. Right, Larry? Am I right? Yeah. yeah. So they had to fire him, and they got the natural replacement, Lance Bass. <laughs> Yeah, who's, who better to, to officiate? And I love Lance. He's a friend. Isn't that crazy? It is. Okay, so that's the Vanderpump Rules. Wait a minute, wait a minute. So they replaced the pastor with Lance Bass? Yes, to yes. officiate their wedding. I mean, it's <laughs> a natural progression. It's like replacing the Pope with the being Catholic. Catholic. <laughs> I know somebody's going to hell. <laughs> oh, he, wears a, he wears a dress. Really? <laughs> <laughs> so now, down. What else are you watching? So I saw again on one of my gossip sites yes. that there was like a knockdown physical drag out on the Kardashians. Yes. Woo! <laughs> what happened? Okay, so I mean again, you're speaking my language. I'm sorry. If you wanted to talk about Ozark or Fleabag or something, I'm <laughs> not the person. But so the Kardashians now it was a premiere on Thursday night, and a lot happened. Um, Kyle, I actually took notes. That's how important this is. This work is. <laughs> Larry, are you okay? <laughs> this is Larry all in. you know, Brian, it actually bothers me that I even know who the Kardashians are. <laughs> me too. I find it rolling that they're in the zeitgeist. <laughs> so Kylie just turned 22 and she feels amazing. That's what she kept saying. But she has, she's collaborating with Balmain, and she, but she ended up having strep throat, and she couldn't make it to Paris Fashion Week. So Kim was upset um, because Chris called her and asked her to come to Paris and rescue it. And Kim was upset because she's always the go-to to Chris, and Courtney doesn't do anything. Kim thinks she's the worker bee, and that Courtney is sort of the non-existent sister, that she she's lazy, she's a stay-at-home mom, like it's a bad thing, and she she's doesn't want to hang and that was she's the, what? He said she's chef? Chef from the Three Stooges. <laughs> like the fourth stooge. <laughs> like throw her in. <laughs> See, I would think that Kim would be upset that Kylie's working with Balmain. 
you would think everyone know and that that she's obviously Chris's favorite now. Yes. So maybe there is some underlying subtext there, Melissa. Look at you. you know there there is, more, actually. If you've been a diehard, you know that there's some underlying crazy going on for each of those Kardashians. Oh, so, all, hey, no. so what happened? So at the very so this was building up the entire episode. And at the very end, they're all at Chloe's house. And it's Kim, Kylie, and Courtney. And Kim is explaining her situation, how she's exhausted and she's overextended and the Courtney doesn't help out. And then they started beating the shit out of each other. It was so weird. So who threw the first punch? Um, any Cool Whip, Jello, Mug? Tell me, tell me, tell me now. Kim threw down. It was really, it was jarring. It was not a fake fight. It was like she was slapping the shit out of her. And then it goes to dark and it says to be continued. Do you know how many men's fantasies were just played out? With the two of them fighting, oh, totally, and they're at. The and by the way, and, and where's Kendall? Kendall was there, but she was mute. She didn't say anything. Yeah, was- you always throw. Didn't feel like Kendall's always just kind of like rolling her eyes. Totally, but but I have some good news. I looked at next week's episode to see what it's about, and Kim and Courtney go to Armenia to baptize their kids. So I guess everything's okay now. <laughs> Unless they're going to a coronavirus hotbed. <laughs> ratings, ratings. So, so what, okay, so those are the two big, so what else do you, what else, what can you recommend? Okay, well, this is a throwback, but this is, tells you how much time I have on my hands. Um, I went through the first weekend of the coronavirus. It was like the March 15th. I went on HBO On Demand and watched all 94 episodes of Sex and the City again. Wow. wow. All six seasons. Does it hold up? It's so good. I don't know, Melissa, are you guys a fan? Are you got, Were you Sex and the City fans? I was a fan. I, was I, was, I wasn't. I came on board late, but then I liked it. You guys, I'm telling you, it is st- the, everything. It, it, it's one of those shows, like, I can't watch Friends reruns. It's hard for me. Or even Seinfeld. But Sex and City is timeless for some reason. Maybe because I'm the audience. But no, no, See, I like it because I look at it as Miranda was still plausible with a man. Now <laughs> <laughs> she's married to a woman that looks like the Mason Reese. So, <laughs> a whole perception for me. Larry, what are you watching? Um, a, a lot of, well, uh, to be honest, a lot of Hitler stuff. Um, <laughs> I am. Because I find Trump so upsetting, I watch Holocaust footage to feel better. <laughs> <laughs> There's Hitler a career. There's um, the accountant from Auschwitz. I'm watching all of this. So Not- you're watching all the best uh, World War II Hitler films. Oh, absolutely. Now, I also, I've been going to Hulu a lot. And going back to my favorite sitcoms, which, which are all running, it's like Mary Tyler Moore and the Bob uh, Newhart show and Cheers, and they all go right back to the pilot. Right. And it's interesting when you watch the pilot of one of those shows, and then you see how it evolved, you know, the things that went wrong, the things they changed, how Ted Danson's toupee became less noticeable. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's what I'm watching. You guys you watch Kirstie Alley gain and lose weight. Well, yeah. She goes from thin, and then you turn on Veronica's closet, and it's like, good Lord, hold the set down. <laughs> yeah. I've gone, I've gone back and watched from the beginning Frasier. Wow. It, Coming it, back. It's, uh, it's fantastic. I went, again, started with season one with the pilot. 
love writing. I forget how how good writing holds up. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, Sabrina, talking- what have you been watching? I've been catching up on, listen, I do mindless stuff. I love ridiculousness. That's the one good thing my husband and I can agree upon, either that or any of the sports shows. And I'm a huge, huge fan of anything HGTV. But the ridiculousness, oh my goodness. If you just it want is funny laughter, that shit is bananas. I mean, it's amazing you think about all the people in middle America and maybe some of your neighbors do the half the shit that they do. You're like, are you kidding me? But they do it. It's and always amazing how many stupid things people do. Well, how many stupid people there are. Yeah. So but Larry and I uh, both are fans of true crime. And Larry, you sent out, you sent out an email listing some great, true crime docs and sort of movies. What were some of them? Well, I got hooked on In Cold Blood. Yes. Do you remember In Cold Blood, written by Truman Capote? Yes. That hooked me. So to this day, when I see like a beautiful house on a cliff or a cabin in the woods, everybody's thinking romance and serenity. I'm thinking the Clutter family. Yes. (laughs) People under the floorboards, you know? I love the date lines. I'm hooked on Dateline now. And you go back and watch some of the old ones. Yeah, the you know the little. Uh, it depends who's doing it. Because like Josh Mankiewicz is pretty good when he's interviewing these people because mm-hmm. he doesn't seem to really care that they might have feelings. <laughs> you know, say, well, when you found the baby in the blender, what were you thinking? Like, <laughs> any edit button, which is fantastic. You know, so I watch a lot of that. And by the way, it's always the husband. Oh, it's always a relative. The, or the boyfriend that nobody liked. Oh, yeah. There's always, they'll say money, but there's always some kind of a love triangle hook on all of it. And an insurance policy. And they never found her. That's they, had just, the they had just changed stuff. the will. Yeah. That's on all the law and order stuff. We've been catching up on that, too. Uh-huh. And what about all of the movies that were nominated this year? We've been catching up on that. I actually do love Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Love One of my favorites love 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 it and i and sabrina i'm the one that made you watch that right well i actually did now that i'm forced to um and then i also like the irishman it was as long oh oh my god it was long but once you commit you're like okay i gotta go the rest of this movie because it's so long i've been recommending to people um one of my favorite shows and again it's a great binge show is the americans Oh, oh, yeah, Carrie Russell, great. Really good show. And last night, well, first of all, at the beginning of this, for whatever reason, I decided to watch World War Z. I, I have no it. idea why. But I am now yeah. prepping for the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> Might be April 30th. You never know. It could be. But I, last I, night, I started watching Doomsday Preppers again. Wow. Didn't seem so far-fetched all of a sudden. <laughs> and you wonder why you can't sleep at night. You're looking at all this crazy shit. Zombies and stuff. <laughs> okay, still safer than Fox News. <laughs> <laughs> still safer. Last week oh, I binged, I watched all episodes. I broke down and got Apple. And I watched the morning show. I heard it's great. 
It got better as, as the episodes oh, went on. Yeah. I love any show where Reese Witherspoon is still considered an upstart. She's like the young upstart. I'm like, what is she, <laughs> 35 at this point? Like, <laughs> it's like, really? And Jennifer Aniston is chewing the scenery, but she's actually really great in it. Really? Hmm. Yeah, no, it was good. It was, it was enjoyable. Yeah, is she 50 yet? She, yes, yeah, 51. One, yeah. Oh, I feel good. She gets an ARP card. <laughs> <laughs> so what I went back, because, you know, I, I have sleep issues, which will be a whole other podcast. Um, a lot of times I wake up in the middle of the night and just pop something on and just like it's on cable or whatever. And one of my favorites came up last night. What about Bob? Oh, a classic. Oh, if you could pick one classic movie that people should watch, like I would say, if you haven't seen All About E, go watch All About E. Okay. Go back and rewatch uh, uh, Animal House or What About Bob, one of those. What would you guys recommend? I, I would go with Tootsie. Tootsie is great movie. Tootsie of all great. time. And about a week and a half ago, I rewatched Election. Speaking of reasonable. Oh, yeah. The perfect movie. It is so good. I can't get over how, how well it's aged. Very good. Sabrina? Um, you know what? There's an Andy Griffin movie that uh, we watched that was great. It's called Lonesome Rose. And it is, it, it's not the typical Andy Griffin movie. He's like the ladies' man and he goes crazy, but it's an old black and white. You guys will love it. Yeah. Larry, what, are you, what, about, what do you recommend? Um, I, this, all right, forgive me, but I like, I watch White Christmas a lot. <laughs> oh. I, God, I love White Christmas. First of all, you know that between takes, Bing Crosby's beating the children. So, of course. <laughs> back all calm and nice, but you know, it's like, oh, where are you, Benjamin? Boom, boom, boom. And then, <laughs> um, I love, I love Rosemary Clooney because it's before she weighed a thousand pounds. She could still dance and move. Um, and Danny Kaye's trying to play straight. Okay. <laughs> it's awesome. Larry, Brian, I cannot thank you enough. I love you both so much. And uh, hopefully everyone will take all of our recommendations on what to watch. See you guys. Bye.